If you are questioning if there is life beyond anxiety, depression, and shame, a message of hope coming your way today with guests Evan and Jenny Owens. They have founded Reboot Recovery, which offers practical step-by-step process to help uh, with invisible wounds that trauma leaves behind. And the book that they have written together is Healing What's Hidden? Practical Steps to Overcoming Trauma and Evan. Evan and Jenny are with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you guys along with us today. So let's start off, uh, first of all, Evan, why don't you give us a little bit of background on your guys' passion about uh, this uh, particular topic and why you wrote the book. Yeah, we've been working basically nonstop with people who have endured all kinds of trauma, and trauma doesn't have to be any you know, super huge loss of limb type scenario. Trauma is really just our personal intersection with the brokenness of the world. It's something that wounds us. And so we started this in our living room back in 2010, working with folks who had gone through things. And that's continued to grow and grow and grow until we've been able to help people really all over the world now. And out of that really came this book. And we just wanted to give people another on-ramp to be able to realize that they could heal from those traumas, that there is a way out of the darkness of their pain, and and hopefully that's what this book is doing. Mm -hmm. So, Jenny, some of us tend to minimize painful experiences that may be really holding us back because they have been traumatic, but they're afraid to bring them up because it might not seem as traumatic to somebody else. What would be an example of something like that? Well, one of the things that we've walked through personally uh, is miscarriages, and that's a trauma that Most people do keep to themselves because it happens sometimes before you've made a pregnancy announcement. Um, Evan and I have actually walked through four of those, and um, that happened after we started working with trauma. That's just been kind of part of our story. But I think that happens a lot where we want to stack our trauma up against somebody else who we perceive had it worse. And so we downplay or we try to normalize our experiences. It might have been having a rough upbringing, an abusive parent, or even if it's just emotionally or verbally abusive. Um, but all of these things can cause wounds on a soul level that, just like any wound, if are not tended to, they're going to affect us in a number of ways, and they're going to creep up at times we don't even expect it. And so it, this book has an image of a rug on the cover, um, and it's, it's just helping empower people to pull the rug back, what has been brushed under it in your life, whether intentionally or not intentionally, expose those dark things to light. Tell them what they are. We believe trauma needs to be kind of called out and identified, um, but don't stay there. We give you practical steps to move forward through that trauma and to begin healing and also helping others in your life. Mm -hmm. That is good. So, Evan, you talk about a time where you kind of felt like you were falling apart. Talk about that a little bit and your vulnerability in the book about that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, every business book in the world, this is in a previous career, I was the CEO of a, of a technology company, and every business book, if you go to the self-help business section in your local bookstore, you're going to see a bunch of books that teach you how to climb towards success, how to climb towards the ladder, but none of them really teach you how to get down if you find yourself stranded up there, if, if some of your wildest dreams came true, and all of a sudden some of those things start to fall apart, and that's what happened to me. We had massive layoffs, the company started to shrink, you know, all of my self-esteem was really baked into me being that leader. And I felt a little bit like Icarus, like I'd flown too close to the sun and my mm-hmm. wings had melted and it was exposing me as a person that would never be a leader again. And um, that caused financial hardship, just a, a, it's kind of a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. And out of that really came my first ever suicidal ideation of realizing that 
that you know, or of of feeling like um, I was a burden to others instead of a blessing. And yeah. I think that there's probably a lot of people who have felt that before. They felt like a burden instead of a blessing. And I think for me, that's when I think I really started to understand how easy those lies of you know our identity start to creep in and start to influence our, our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, and how and how fluid those are and how easily manipulated they can be. Mm-hmm. So, Evan, can we explore that just a little further? How did you step out of that? How did you move forward through that to, to find a purpose? Yeah, I think the first thing is, is the power of community. You know, I was very fortunate to have a wife who heard me speaking kind of death over my situation, who stepped in and said, those words are not of the Lord. Like, don't those that is not true about you and i think her knowing what was true was pretty beneficial and yes. so being in a community of people who know the truth is pretty powerful number two is i also had to start taking some super intentional steps to begin again um you know when when you look around and all you see is kind of the rubble of things i think about nehemiah you know you have to look around sometimes and, and start to rebuild stone by stone and brick by brick, and rather than trying to continually revive the old dream, the old vision, the old uh, thing that was giving me purpose and meaning, I started to say, God, what's the new thing? What's the new thing? And I think that that that's something that was important. And then number three also is I began to talk about it, and um, I began to to let some of my true raw emotions in a safe community of people who got it I began to share this is kind of what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. And I think those three things, along with just the resilience of, of my faith and the Holy Spirit in my heart, began to um, birth something new in me <clears throat> that was better than the thing that had died. Mm. But we still grieve the thing that was dying, and that's mm. natural and good, you know? Yeah. We're talking with Evan and Jenny Owens about healing what's hidden, practical steps to overcoming trauma. And Jenny, you've had um, the experience of uh, working with uh, soldiers and their traumas that they've gone through. Talk about that experience a little bit. Yes. Um, I worked as an occupational therapist for the Department of Defense treating active duty soldiers who had traumatic brain injury. Um, mm-hmm. And this was back at the height of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. And this was really what started us on this path um, of trauma healing because I quickly learned what, almost to every patient that I sat down at the table with that while they had physical wounds, and they had mental wounds, they also carried with them the spiritual or the soul wounds of combat and of trauma. Mm. And I felt that there was more as a believer, that there was more that I could offer than just what was in my medical tool bag, so to speak. And it felt like every conversation would go back to this question of, what, what is my worth now when I can't do the things that I have mm. always identified as, as, as being, that's who I am, I'm the go-to guy or gal. Um, how do I move on after the guilt that I carry, whether it's true guilt or false guilt, even helping introduce people to that concept that maybe what you're feeling is guilt that you shouldn't be bearing because it wasn't your fault. It was a lose-lose scenario where maybe somebody got hurt um, and you couldn't have changed it. Um, I saw the effect that it had on families because they would bring their spouses in, their kids in, and there was just a heaviness that these families were Mm. carrying that it it pierced my heart, and um, that's what led Evan and I to really saying, we've got to do something more. And so that was the beginning of Reboot, was bringing these folks into our home and together with each other to start having that conversation about faith and trauma. Mm-hmm. So, Jenny, can you share a story without giving names of, you know, how walking through the trauma on a deeper level really yeah. set someone free? 
Yeah, we uh, we have a, a close friend of ours, actually, who um, I met as a result of my work. Uh, initially, he was just a very, I don't want to the word I use in the in the book, I think, is kind of crusty, like prickly mm. on the outside. He was yeah. angry. And mm. I came to learn later that he had a lot to be angry about. He had lost his father due to suicide when he was five, and he was told by a family member, you don't show emotion, you suck it up, you got to be the man of the house. And he carried mm. that with him into the military. And he had serious losses in the military, lost some very close um, brothers and sisters in arms. And so he came into the TBI clinic. He was battling all of that, as well as physical wounds and a lot of chronic pain. And so it was a long shot to invite him to this faith-based gathering that we had started. And at that point, we were on. We, we were able to hold it on the military post. That was just like a, a football field away. It wasn't far. <clears throat> but um, I invited him, and he showed up, which was shocking. And over the next 12 weeks... I just saw him come forward and lower some of those those guards that he had up. Mm. Um, I saw him light up when he saw other families because his family had broken apart. He wasn't able to see his daughter. I saw him playing with other people's kids. In the end, he asked me if he could help bring dinner. And we really think food is an important part of this equation because it just it brings people together in fellowship. Yeah. So he came in with his bucket of fried chicken and <laughs> contributed and mm. By the end, he was able to share some of his story. Now, granted, it was just bullet points at that point, but he went through the program again several times, and every time he shared, he shared in more detail and with more in um, connection to his heart. And as a result of that, he came to know the Lord, and he be- and began helping lead the course. It's hmm. amazing. Yeah, wow. that is powerful. Hmm. Um, oftentimes, um, Evan, the evil one, will take our past and can use that against us, you know, and those hurts or those things that we've done wrong or things that we've uh, done to hurt others, whatever the case might be. Talk a little bit about that and the importance of not allowing that to happen. Yeah, I think, you know, a basic command that that almost all of us, even if we're not followers of Jesus, have heard is love your enemies. Well, the question is, how many of us have been our own worst enemies? And if so, what's it look like to love our enemy then? Mm-hmm. What's it look like to forgive our enemy? And when Jesus says, you know, before you take a Lord's Supper, if you have a, a, a problem with one of your brothers or sisters, go and, and make make it right. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we, we have a weekly opportunity to be able to go and make that right. And, and I have found that, um, you know, guilt, shame, regret, sort of the triplets as we call them, are often these tag-alongs to our past that that if not properly interpreted, will either, you know, I would say guilt, guilt, shame, regret will either help us become the best versions of ourselves moving forward, or it's going to leave us stuck looking backwards. And we don't live very well. We don't thrive very well being stuck looking backwards, do we? And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's sort of the the mindset is, is that we learn to properly diagnose the guilt, shame, and regret, recognizing that it's conviction and not false guilt, recognizing that it's it's identity in Christ, not shame, recognizing that it's a bright future and a hopeful future, not necessarily, you know, regret, being able to start identifying those things and then being able to forgive ourselves, forgive others, and begin embracing our future. I think that's really the way that we, we defeat uh, this. And then, as I mentioned earlier, you know, by the blood of the Lamb and the power of our testimony, well, it helps when we start opening up and sharing. Yeah. That's when all of a sudden light can start to get into those dark places. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. So Jenny, um, Evan told us earlier how you helped him through those dark days with uh, reframing the conversation, really, and speaking truth into his life. How do we do that with others in our life that are hurting? Maybe somebody's listening right now who has a family member, and they can 
see that they're really suffering. Uh, can yeah. you give us some ideas on some tips on how to reach out? Yeah, and Evan actually usually he's really great at addressing this, so I'll do my best to, <laughs> to phrase it. But one of the things that he, I learned actually from him, which is funny because I shared it back with him, is leading um, with curiosity. When you're when you're talking with someone who's gone through something hard, one of the best and most opening up ways that you or strategies that you can take is just by asking questions, non-threatening questions, and showing a genuine curiosity to, to know and to understand what their experience was. And I do think that that's something that helped me in my work to build trust with these soldiers. I'm not a soldier. I didn't have that combat trauma experience. There really wasn't any reason for them to trust me, but I showed a genuine care and concern and a willingness to listen and not be shocked when they told me things that Mm -hmm. might be shocking. You know what I'm saying? Not to portray that if if they shared something that they really maybe had true guilt about something that they did or felt, um, you know, being able to listen openly. And then as far as speaking into that situation, and we've had lots of those one-on-one meetings with people, um, it's a finding the balance of grace and truth. Um, sometimes I think we come at people too heavy-handed with truth, uh, and it feels to them like we're beating them over the head with something. Um, but on the other hand, if we if we just come with grace, then sometimes that can take the form of enablement and just allowing people to kind of stay stuck where they are. So having those two ingredients and using them kind of back and forth, and I did this with Evan, was to speak that truth, but to recognize kind of where he was at in the moment. And um, I think being sensitive to the timing of that and to how I delivered it and, and how often I delivered it. And with a lot of prayer, of course, I think, you know, God began to use that and sow that into his heart just to remind him to reframe him around those those godly words mm-hmm. yeah that's good well this is a great resource and i hope that if maybe our listeners either you they need it or somebody mm-hmm. that they know of needs it whatever it's a great resource to have it's called healing what's hidden practical steps to overcoming trauma and the authors and our guests today evan and jenny owens we appreciate you guys so much thank mm-hmm. you for joining us thank you so much